goes in and fits. And the great exciting thing about our message today, um, his hope is the message today, uh, but not a hope as we get into the worldly Christmas season uh, where I may hope that I get a certain present on, on Christmas Day. That's not the hope. It's a hope grounded in certainty because it's grounded in the promises of God and promises that cannot fail. And, so, and that's what we affirm, and that's what we affirm in that song, I'll Fly Away. You know, that's a song about joy when we pass from this earth we're going to fly away. But we also need to affirm that that's a song that we can celebrate every day because Jesus came to free us from the shackles of this world. And so we can live now with the joy of that song. I will fly away. I'm going to fly away from the concerns of this world. I am not going to be controlled or grounded because I have a hope that is grounded in the promises of God. This is not a hope that is, uh, that is uh, fleeting. And that's my, the title of my uh, message today is The Importance of Faithful Expectation. Uh, faithful, it's not uh, a hope that's, that's grounded in, in some possibility based upon the promises of God, our faith allows us to have a blessed assurance. And we're going to read those words from that wonderful hymn uh, later on because it just expresses what this is. And the Advent season is about the coming. Well, it's the coming, the promises of the big picture coming. It's, it's a combination of the coming of the Messiah. It's the promise of the coming of the Holy Spirit to indwell within us that allows us to be free and live in this world with that faithful confidence. And then it's the coming of the second coming when we will really fly away for that eternal home where there's no more pain, no more suffering. But God doesn't want us to wait Jesus came to free us now. And we get that freedom by expressing that understanding of these celebrating these comings. And Advent focuses us upon that, upon the totality of that relationship that the coming of the Messiah, the coming of the Holy Spirit within us, and then the promise of eternal life with our Lord. We begin that process of celebration today with the candle of hope. I, I, I couldn't find candles, and so we're not set up in that regard today. Uh, but you know, I'm not a. You all know I'm not a big religious guy, so getting into these um, church traditions, oftentimes, I I don't want to get wrapped up in the religious practice. But but there's value in some of these things. So I've come. Uh, when when I, we started using the, the lectionary, and, and, and Ben would always, he knows me, so he would always say, well, you don't have to stick with it. But what I've come to find in, is there's wisdom in, in the way the church fathers have 
laid out a path. And, and, and the wisdom now is how we put this all together uh, to um, in this season where the world so much wants to sidetrack us and get us into thinking of things and, and um, where Satan uh, will do all they can to get us focused on um, the hustle and the bustle um, and, and get us away from the human beings and, and, the, and the faith with each other, uh, we can celebrate by examining uh, this Advent season the truth that grounds us, that keeps us going, that allows us when our sister uh, passes away to grieve for our loss, but to celebrate for her victory because it is not a, it is not a hope like the world hopes. And so we can celebrate and we can know that all of the health issues that Jackie was struggling with are no more. And we can see her spreading her wings and flying because, not because of anything she deserves or anything any of us deserve, but because God promises it to us. Uh, and that gives us that assurance. Uh, if it was based upon our performance, <laughs> I was going to do a very unchristian way of phrasing that. <laughs> I'll do it anyway. Uh, if it was based on our performance, we're screwed. <laughs> uh, but fortunately, it isn't. You know, hallelujah. Uh, it, it, it isn't. And that's what we celebrate in this season is, you know, and, and I, I, I phrase the title, The Importance of Faithful Expectation, because it's not so important for the end picture. When we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we believe that is sealed. That's based on God's promise and what's going to happen to us when we die is based on God's promise and it's sealed. And so we know that. But the faithful expectation allows us to live it now and allows us to fight all these little battles in this world. And, and, and when, when the world hits us with things, it allows us to live with joy, peace, happiness. Because we're not grounded in the way this world goes. Uh, when financial struggles hit us, when health struggles hit us, when, when this world throws everything they can at us, we can say, but I'm a child of God. And my peace, my hope, my happiness isn't grounded in this world. And so as we celebrate a victory over death, we need to know we already have that. And so we need to live it. And that's why we, that's why we study this. We, we don't do these 
um, studies of Advent just as a religious ritual. We do it as a reminder. Uh, we do it because, frankly, we're not always the best at living it every day if we're not constantly reminded. When I say we, I mean me. Uh, it is so easy for this world to distract us, for us to get wrapped up. I mean, when, when Ben called me about uh, Sister Jackie and asked, and he, he, he kept apologizing to me for interrupting, knowing that it was the day before Thanksgiving, and we were hosting at our home, and I was on my way to buy our fresh turkey, and then I was getting some supplies that I was going to drop off to my daughter so that what she was going to make could be totally gluten-free, so it would be good with my wife. And so it wasn't like I didn't have things on my agenda. But there wasn't a moment of feeling a burden. I can tell you, it absolutely not a moment. And that's not out of any praise of me. Because to be in God's service is never a burden. I mean, to go and sit with people who are suffering, that's not a burden. Because we're doing the work with God. And so when you're, when you're doing God's work, when you're on his team, how can that be a burden? It's an opportunity. It's a joy. Now, there's a certain amount of pain that uh, goes with saying it was a joy to go sit with people who are grieving. But that's only true in the kingdom of God. Uh, you know, to be able to see the pain because of a life lived with love. You couldn't see Jackie sitting in the back. And when you went back to say hi to her, and her, her, her face lit up with a smile, and she held her hand out for you to hold it, you couldn't do that without feeling love. And when I saw, had to be 30, 40 people around that room, I saw people who were touched by love. And that's a joy. That's a celebration. And we need to remember that's, what's, that's the importance of this season. Is to remember on this day of hope. That it's that eternal promise of God that grounds us in that hope. And allows us to go through losses in this world. To go through suffering in this world to go through hardships in this world with a smile, with our wings spread and soaring above those problems because we know where our promises are based. And that is not a faint promise. It is a guarantee for us, and we live with that joy. And that's why we celebrate this day of hope, this season of Advent of expectation, but not an expectation with any question mark after it. 
we can know. Now watch the importance of that. It's so that this world can't derail us. Impatience. Waiting. We saw in the Old Testament uh, many stories where people would then become detached because they didn't momentarily see the answers. They didn't see the promises being fulfilled in this moment. And that didn't change. One thing it caused them is it caused them to even not see the Messiah when he came. Because they had their expectations, they had their ideas fixed, and they started to question, was God going to fulfill them? And when we have that question, we can miss things. We cannot always appreciate the opportunities to see the work of God. When we lose track of the fact that we do not have to worry about whether he's going to fulfill his promise. We may not see everything fulfilled during our lifetime. But we know it will be fulfilled. Somewhere I'm going to get back into my message, but I'm going to turn into it. Um, I wanted to go to Paul in Romans uh, because the Apostle Paul is exhorting his believers in just this way. Uh, but he's give, telling them where their grounding is. In Romans 13, 11 through 14. <coughs> Besides this, you know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to glorify to gratify its desires. What, what Paul is saying here, when he says, you know, he's saying the foundation of faith. It's not, it, it's being grounded in certainty. You know. You've seen and, re, and been revealed the promises. You know that. So quit living as if you don't know. Quit being shaken up by this world. Because you know. Yeah, it's not all filled yet. It's not finished yet, although in a way it is. When Jesus said, it is finished, that was the statement that it's locked in. It's paid for. And it's a certainty but we in our personal lives haven't yet seen that finish line. But we should live knowing that we have. That's the thing. That's what Paul's saying here. You know, and that's the reason we must come to know. And that's why we review these things. That's why we review hope, faith, 
peace, and joy as we go through uh, the Advent season. So we can ground this in us because this world can take it from us. This world can try to take it from us, and at times we weaken. That's why we have brothers and sisters in Christ, because individually this world can rock us. But collectively, we can pull together. A cord of many strands is hard to break. That's why we meet together. That's why we fellowship. That's why when one of our sisters and their their family are suffering, that's why we go. And that's why it's not a burden is because it's what we do. That's what the family of God is. And that's how we stand against this world, is we live in the light. We live in the the confidence. Uh, You know what time it is. How it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. That happened when you first accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. When you came to know But we need to grow into that. We need to grow into it and putting aside the darkness and realizing this darkness does not control us. We are in the light. And so when the darkness tries to surround us, we respond to it by saying, you have no power over me. I live in the light. That's why we celebrate these things. So we wake from our sleep so that we can live in this confidence, in this promise uh, with the blessed assurance. The passage from Matthew I want to quick cover today because it's on that same topic in Matthew 24. It's talking about the promise. But about that day and hour, no one knows. Neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be left in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know what day your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the owner of the house had known in what part of the the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Now that is an ominous way of saying exactly what Paul was also saying. It's telling you, be awake. Because so often we fall asleep. We fall asleep thinking, well, Jesus isn't going to be coming for some time in the future. But we're to live and we're to hope that that is now. 
See, so many of us would unfortunately fall into, and I say so many of us because I mean me. We can fall into thinking, well, gosh, I got so much I want to do. And, and, and part of us would think it would be disappointing if Jesus would interrupt my life and come now. Can you imagine? Can you see the foolishness? I see smiles on my face. But I can't imagine I'm the only one who's thought that. I got plans. And, you know, when God hears you got plans, he just laughs. Because he has plans. And his plans are what we really want. And so we need to take heed by these passages so that we can live today the way God wants us to live, which, by the way, is not a burden. And that's what we have to remember. Living the way God wants us to live which is simply to love, to live in love. If we live in love, we fulfill all the other things because you don't hurt people when you know you're supposed to love them. You don't ignore people when you know you're supposed to love them. When we see every person we meet as being Jesus, because we all would go out of our way if Jesus had a need. But when we understand that he asks us to treat everyone as if it was him, all of a sudden it doesn't become a burden because I'm serving my Lord and I'm loving. And so that's where we go. And we can do that and we affirm that because of God's blessed assurance that his promises will come true. So I'd like us, partly I, I toyed with, and Tom would love this, I toyed with breaking into just a cappella singing blessed assurance. But, but I realized that that would detract from the meaning of the song. Because you guys would all be wrapped up in all the notes I was missing. Uh, and, and not the words. So instead, I, I turned it into a reflective reading for us. I would like us to read and, and, and take in these words because I think it's a great affirmation of the teaching today, and I think we can get the words up here. Uh, and I'd like you to, to stand with me and join with me in reading uh, these words um, and take them into your heart uh, and have them be an affirmation for you. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God, born of his spirit, washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture now burst on my sight. Angels descending bring from above echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story. 
This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I and my Savior am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness, lost in his love. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Um, as you go through the week, I hope that that would be an earworm for you. I emphasize the affirmation in here that this is my story. Not what the world wants to say about me. The blessed assurance of God is my story. And I can live in that promise and in that assurance this is my story, and this is my song. So that means this is my story, I know it, and this is my song means this is the way I'm going to lead my life. My life is going to sing this song, Blessed Assurance, Jesus is Mine. And that's why we celebrate this season. That's why we look with hope, knowing with assurance where our future leads. Join me in closing prayer. I think I have one. Do I have a prayer? Okay. I do have a prayer. I could ad lib it, but I think I prepared one. So join me in our closing prayer. Heavenly Father, free us from the lessons we have learned from this world, from the things we touch and see. Awaken us to know with faithful assurance your promises. And guide us to live our lives as living testimony as we wait with faithful expectation. Celebrate and we do this communion to remember that it is 